0: Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the Astrology Podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life we're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today I am talking all about the 12th house because I'm currently in a 12th house season right now. So I thought I would go through the houses on the podcast so they can like live on here, like the, cause it'll kind of be like teaching, but then also like sharing and storytelling. Um, but I thought the best way to talk about the houses would be like when I'm in a house season, right? Cause then I'm like almost like embodying the energy. Therefore it can potentially be like, explained better. So to start in your natal chart, pause, pull it up on astro.com, put your info in, get your chart out. I use the placidus um, house system where all of the houses or the pizza slices can really look like different sizes and they might cover uh, one, two, or three zodiac signs in one of the triangles now when looking at a needle chart for my own chart and really reading that for me and when I read clients charts I use the Placidus house system because that's what I was taught like for the place because if you look at your whole sign if you just go on and you change the settings to whole sign it'll make all 12 um, triangles the houses equal so like one zodiac sign per house now that moves like four of my four or five of my planets move to like a different house so i'm i'm not like each each chart system holds different wisdom but i'm almost like not that big of a fan of my whole like where the planets are in the whole house system because it moves a few things and i'm like no i'm an 11th house sun But the whole house makes me a 12th house sun, which can explain things. But if you think of 12th house energy, which is what I'm talking about now, it's Piscean. My moon is in Pisces. So there's some of the similar traits. So it's all about which one you feel more called to look at when it comes to house systems. But when it comes to transits, now my teacher uses the word traverses. So like technically my 12th house, uh, Starts in Gemini and has a little bit in Gemini and then a bunch in Taurus be I mean not Taurus Sorry in cancer and then I'm a cancer rising so my first house is cancer, but it starts at 26 degrees cancer So it's technically only four degrees there and then the rest is Leo So different people will inter- different astrologers will interpret this in different ways They'll be like, okay First house starts in cancer, but you embody some Leo traits right in your first house now when it comes to looking at the houses and looking at um, how the sun, like wherever the sun is and eat whatever zodiac signs, so like we know our zodiac seasons, like we at Aries from March to April and then we go to Taurus and so on and so on. That's the sun, the sun cycle moving through your entire chart. I'm making a circle right now. You can't see it's going through the whole chart and You can almost follow like wherever the sun is. That is like the theme that's being activated for you. So how I like to look at the chart, even though I have the Plastus house system and I might have a zodiac season, a zodiac sign in two houses. I like to, for transits, really, really Just say Gemini rules my 12th house, even though there's some cancer in there, Gemini rules my 12th house. Therefore, Gemini season is my 12th house season, right? But technically, so my 11th house starts in Taurus, but it's like half Taurus, half Gemini. So you could say, oh no, well, if when the sun's at eight degrees, Gemini, that's when my sun is at eight degrees, it's still in the 11th. But I don't know there's something that I've just because I've just been observing this within myself whenever I just I go off of where the lines start so if you're looking at your chart right now look to see where the line is like starting it like so at one where it says AC that right there so for me that's cancer season. First house season. It doesn't matter the degree it's starting in when the sun moves into Cancer for me, I get my first house like jolt. So, whatever season that is for you, that'll be like your jolt of energy. That's the next episode. <laughs> um, but so, like for second house, that would be Leo energy for me. Even though there's some of the next sign in there, I would just specifically say like Leo season is my second house season, but even though there's some in the first, like, no, no, the second house. Hopefully that makes sense. I feel like whenever I talk through things on the podcast, I wish there was like a visual. I might potentially put some of these episodes on YouTube going forward, but uh, yeah, right now you just kind of got to bear with the, like, I can see it in my mind, my chart. I have like my chart memorized. <laughs> I feel like that's not a shocking thing considering I have an astrology based podcast, But, yeah, so what you're going to look for is in the center of your chart, it's going to have the tiny numbers, say, 1 through 12. And you're going to find 12. And then there's going to be the starting line of 12. And you're going to, like, follow that line with your finger. And then, boom, you're going to touch a zodiac sign. And that's the zodiac sign that rules your 12th house. And we're talking about that right now, the 12th house. I have to, like, recenter myself. So the 12th house is basically – the, in the title of this podcast, your dreams, your subconscious, mental, the house of mental health. So whatever zodiac sign rules your 12th house is the energy, like it's like how you express your dreams, your subconscious, things that can come up for your mental well-being. Um, it's the energy that's expressed through 12th house themes. So I can personally speak on how my vagemini rule 12th house. Uh, The 12th house is all about really spirituality, the other realms, like your dreams aren't actually real, even if they feel real. But it's like when you have a heavy, if you have a lot of um, placements in your 12th house, I I should say like look for placements. Um, If you have a lot of placements here, um, planets are living in this house, you're going to be someone who I feel like is pretty open to the fact that there are, like, other realms and there's not just this physical plane. There's more to it, right? It's, like, how did this get here? Everything is energy. Oh, I must have alone time. Your energy is bothering me. Like, not knowing how to clear out that energetics of everything is, I feel like, super 12th house. So, it's any anything you've, like, read about a Pisces is also, like, 12th house themes. So, I um, didn't even say, like, sleep, Sleeping twelfth house theme. I don't know why, but like checking in on how your sleep is. Um, it's connected to dreams. But then it, I say, um, mental well being because the opposite house to this. If you just like boom, drag like have your finger go from twelve to six, the opposite. The sixth house is all about like your daily routines and like your physical health and well being. So if you were to think, what's the opposite to my physical health? Well, it's my mental health. So. Uh, the 12th house like back in the day when like astrology wasn't as like evolved to be used as an empowerment tool like as it is now astrology like kind of I feel like used to be gloom and doom but someone has said that's just because like the the energy of the times like how people use the energy of the times is really gonna just dictate how people are gonna use it and the energy that's like out there and I feel like now just a lot of people including myself, use it as this empowerment tool to really give yourself this self-awareness and knowledge, and you're using it, like, for good, right? Um, Please, it's like I have a thing whenever I teach astrology is used as an empowerment tool, and if you ever read something about your sign and it doesn't resonate, you got to get rid of that, and you can't use it against yourself. Like, that's like if I said, I'm a Gemini sun sign. Me being like, oh my gosh, Geminis are so two-faced. Like you can't think of yourself like that. That's just horrible. Um, so I like to think Geminis have a lot of mental energy, a lot of things to say, and they like they can see all of the sides. How are you going to use that energy in its highest expression to come out, right? Yeah, I'm like multiple different people. People, two different people, if that makes sense. Like, I'm like a different person with each person, but in a highest, it's for honestly, like matching the energy of them. It's not like the talking behind people's backs and the gossipy energy that can come through with Gemini, right? So, I always like to say, being a Gemini, I don't gossip, right? I am on this podcast right now teaching. So I'm sharing information. Things are coming out of my mouth. I've been talking for almost 10 minutes. I don't even know how. And I forget what I say all the time, but I'm not on here talking about a person. I'm on here like teaching a subject. So that's one way if you have Gemini energy, tap into teaching and sharing information that's beneficial and empowering. And don't be the Gemini that, like, talks about other people. Like, because that is technically still sharing information. But it's, like, is that information helpful? Is it is it helping people in any way? Or is it just, like, you're talking to talk, right? This goes for any air sign, Libras and Aquarius is included. But, um, yeah, I don't even know where it's going with it. So the mental well-being – oh, because back in the day – we're going – we're going to – so back in the day, the 12th house – actually used to be the house of, like, uh, hidden things, illusions. And, I mean, it still is. But the one thing they, like, added in there is they called it the – because right now we, we use the term, like, mental health. But before they used to say mental illness or, like, um, mental hospitals, like, they the, apparently the 12th house was, like, if you had a lot of 12th house energy, it means you were kind of, like – there you, There were things mentally wrong with you when, when there was a, a – when mental health wasn't seen as a seen as a normal thing to discuss and talk about like um I mean oh my gosh years ago years 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 ago if I was just spreading word about like how the planets can help or about how sitting peacefully and meditating and focusing on your breath and letting your mind go blank people might <laughs> not think that that's like quote unquote I'm doing quotes like normal and how that's not um because even people like Meditation is seen as a very Piscean thing because you're almost like you're in the present moment, but like ask a Pisces if they like to meditate. They most likely have some kind of meditative practice that they go to. Hopefully that's something like a conscious healthy practice they go to, but there are many different forms of meditating and I feel like meditating is super 12th house because it almost can connect you to other realms even that live with inside of yourself and not necessarily just, you know. Again, have you ever been in a meditation and you're like, oh my gosh, and you get like the greatest ideas and they come from literally nowhere. If you have those moments, I feel like that's so 12th house, but, um, it's it used the 12th house used to be like a very, like the, back in the day with astrology, it used to be like a quote unquote, like bad house or scary house. Cause it's, you know, but it's not, it's just like this house of like hidden things. And if you really think about I always bring it back to the mental health because you think about mental health, it's a person's walking, you know, by you on the sidewalk, you have no idea what's going on inside of them, but they can just smile. It's hidden, right? So the 12th house is like hidden things. They can even be like hidden, like how you – like a secret side of yourself that you hide away from other people. It could literally be um, things you're hiding from yourself, right? Not having awareness of things. So how I've found this energy of just embodying Gemini season as my 12th house season, um, to be honest, I always feel very like sad and nostalgic on my birthday. And I don't know if everybody feels that way. Right. And this is why if someone were to read my chart as whole sign, they'd be like, Oh, you're 12th house sign. But it's almost like, um, And as I get older, there's almost a lower energy around my birthday. My birthday is on May 29th. And Gemini season starts May 22nd. So there's almost like this low energy around my birthday. And uh, 12th house themes can also result in like escapism. And I decided this year – I don't even know why I decided this. Someone could probably like – an astrologer could look at my chart and uh, maybe tell me why this is happening. I'm not sure why this is happening I've tried to figure out um, why I made this decision in my in my transits, but I honestly don't know what transit is in my tried. I feel like I need another astrologer to like give their point of view because it's, it's me and it's hard to see things within yourself, right? Uh, it's good to have like outside perspectives sometimes from trusted people. Um, and uh, I decided at the end of December of 2021, like December 29th, 2021, I was like, I will not drink in 2022 <laughs> and I don't heavily drink in the past. It's it's pretty much just like social events and holidays, right? So it's like, oh, it's Easter, have a glass of wine. Oh, it's someone's birthday, have a glass of wine, it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, like all the holiday things, like here's a drink, right? Like, and you just sort of have one and it's like like quote unquote, no big deal, right? But something like just shifted in me. And I was like, no, I don't want to drink in 2022. I'm just like not going to do it. And um, so this was the first year since I was, uh, I want to say 17 years old, that I didn't drink on my birthday. And it was a very enlightening experience for me. And not to say that I would get like super duper drunk on my birthdays, but I would like I think when I was 18, I believe I drank on my birthday, like in, in the at my house with like a few friends. So like I felt safe at home to do that. But then like 19, I was, you know, like, oh, you got the wine. I feel like there's a photo of me like, you know, then, okay, age 20, I'm trying to think what I did for my birthday is there's a restaurant I love going to. So I probably had like sangria, sangria is my go-to. Um 21. Okay, I'm picturing in my mind where I was. 22 was like the last birthday I had before COVID. (laughs) And then I had two COVID birthdays. And now the COVID birthdays, let me tell you, I believe I drank too much on both of my COVID birthdays. And like, there was also like a particular person who I was with the night of like my birthday, both those times when I had drank and i don't think i necessarily made the best decisions for myself um while being a little you know tipsy um because i'm because when you when you drink it's like you loosen the inhibitions all those things things come out i'm one of those people that gets very like emotional or sentimental so in 2022 um my birthday this year I, i didn't drink and I just find that there's something really empowering in that. And I just felt like, because yeah, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 3, 24. So like seven years in a row. I, um, I would like I'd been drinking on my birthday and I and I and I really got a reflection moment and I was like I've always loved my birthday, right? And I've always loved being a Gemini and that's why I'm an astrologer. I've just always been into this kind of stuff, but I believe your birthday is like a very important day. I've always said this because some people don't like celebrating their birthdays. And I'm like, how can you not like celebrating your birthday? Like, come on, it's the day you entered into the world. Celebrate your goddamn existence. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So it's almost like I've always loved birthdays. And then I was like, why are you always kind of, you know, drinking, not just having a drink because it's Easter, but like, why are you drinking a little too much in my personal opinion for myself, right? Like I'm, I'm judging myself in that moment. Like, how come you drink a lot on your birthday and then you, you're, you're not actually fully present in the moment, right? Like how can you say you love your birthday if you're doing that? And I don't know why I had that thought. I need to look at what transit's happening. Like, I have like Pluto opposite my ascendant. I don't know if it's that, but, um, yeah, and I just decided I'm not drinking 2022, and I haven't. I'm recording this on June 15th. So I think this is the longest I've gone drinking. Not, like, this the longest I have gone without a drink as an adult. And, like, it's weird to talk about. Like, I've told friends, fam- like, family, and they're like, what? What? Like, what's going on? And then someone even was like, you don't have a problem, though. And I'm like, there doesn't need to be a problem to, like, choose not to drink. It's almost like um I like holidays, like I feel like there's every few months there's some kind of holiday or gathering with family or every month there's something like a birthday or a holiday and it's like that means every month you're putting a substance into your body that it's a little harder to like process. And it's just like, why though? Like, is it is it needed? Could you have something else instead? Like, I honestly get super hyper off of iced tea because of the sugar that they put in there, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, if you want a little buzz, do the sugar buzz with iced tea. You don't need to like throw vodka in it kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like even like escapism through um, alcohol is a, is a 12th house theme too, or any kind of like altering uh substance so yeah and it's just interesting when you stop like I know that I've just stopped drinking for this year but like it's almost weird how when you say to people like oh no I'm good I don't need that their reactions like they're just people's reactions like at like a work thing I did family members they're like what and um It's just interesting to see people's reactions when you say no. It's very, like, it's very interesting because, I don't know, I just, I haven't seen those reactions before because you normally would just... So that's one of my big, like, biggest 12th house themes that I've really experienced is this, like, being present for, um, for, like, just moments in life and not potentially choosing an escapism or, like, anything to numb... Um, but then also a lot of stuff, I mean, a lot of stuff, like literally Gemini season hit, I taught like an in-person astrology workshop, and literally the next day, something was revealed to me, like this almost, almost this like hidden thing, and totally a lesson learned on my part, but I was just like, wow. I was like, wow, When you think you can trust somebody and you're like, nope. But your 12th house season reveals to you, right, the hidden things. Like if people are like hiding a certain thing from you, it, it's revealed during your 12th house season. Like it will be revealed to you. Um, the 12th house is a great time to do any kind of like visioning. I'm just looking at the title here, like with your dreams, like doing any kind of visioning Um, in terms of like manifesting, but check to make sure your 12th house – season is in um with the eclipses don't do that don't manifest with eclipses but almost doing like vision boards or like art projects really diving into like music and moods and um what else is super 12th house dream journaling um if you have a business like doing something where you like reassess your vision like doing a visionary kind of meditation visualization meditation to how, where you see your business going and really tapping into the yin. Like the 12th house is a very yin uh, house. A lot of the topics are things that aren't necessarily like they can't be controlled. Um, And controlling um, is more like I like to think the masculine like containers are like the cup. And it, it contains and controls well, the feminine is just sort of flowing, and this house is like a water house, and so like it's flowing. It's a very like yin time. I also just find I like want to sleep in more, or there's like a more tiredness, or almost like a I don't want to be as social, or I'd rather just like I'm not going to leave my <laughs> I'm not going to leave my home today, kind of energy, and just not interact with like an actual person in real life just virtually through work, but like not actually interact with someone in real life because you're just like potentially more energetically sensitive to what energy they have and you, you could just pick it up a lot more easier, right? So things like any kind of smudging practices, um, for your own energy, your space, um, 12 house crystals do crystal grids. Oh my goodness, crystal grids. Um, so just set a new energy up below but yeah the 12th house is like and it's so 12th house Piscean for me to start like a house series within the podcast at 12 and not one like I really wanted to start at one and I was like I can't wait I have to have to talk to talk about the 12th house while I'm in it um I just cannot wait but I've always said that my 12th house being in Gemini explains why I like to learn which is gem Gemini, about spirituality, which is 12th house. So I think that's really cool. So wherever you have Gemini in your chart, we'll explain what you really like to learn about. Um, I just always thought that when I learned that fact, I was like, holy shit, that explains so much. I have like 10 certifications and all of this woo-woo wellness stuff. And I'm like, I just can't stop. I'm almost like addicted to learning. And that brings me into, sometimes when you talk, you just, it connects things. Um, but the 12th house could also be like mental health addictions, right? And that could even tap into the escapism When I was talking about. Maybe the 12th house explains what we're addicted to because I'm totally addicted to learning. Like I totaled up how much in the last like few years I've spent on courses and education and certifications. Oh my God, I was mind blown. I think I talked about another episode. I couldn't believe it. And I was almost like, I'm just like, and even now, like I'm enrolled in a, A membership where I'm learning. There's no certification involved, but I always have to be learning something. And then something I do is this is also Piscean 12th house binging. Like, you know, when people do like Netflix binges of shows, I don't know if you're a binger with the shows or not. I'm totally a show binger, but I'm also like an education module binger. So if I enroll in something, I will do like all of the the modules like if i'm really into it i will sit down and i will go through all of it within like a week even if it was supposed to be like take a month or two to do i'm done in a week like i got it all done i've absorbed all the information and i start implementing and then i feel like you up level and change your vibration when you like i almost like overload my system and then changes happen i don't know how how like balanced that that actually is to do but um yeah, okay, I feel like as I'm talking, I'm having like a little breakthrough about like what the 12th house kind of is. But yeah, I definitely say I'm addicted to learning new information. If I don't learn something new every day to I feel like I just learned something new by talking out loud. So like I'm just fascinated by that. But I'm wondering if I should go through quickly what the 12th house season no. It'll be unique for you to discover. So like, um, yeah Mm -hmm. but it's almost like this like hidden energy that comes forward it's revealed to you but it's only the the hidden things are only revealed to you if you are embodying the energy of rest and yin and feminine flow and like dreams and i feel like it only reveals itself to you if you're doing that for sure and then like Mm -hmm. but it the reason why we have the 12th house it's like also the house of like endings so that's why i feel like certain things can be revealed to you to let you know it's time that something needs to be let go of and it needs to end but it may feel painful or difficult i mean with water with the emotions that come through the ending might be very emotional and painful. You might you might not want to do it, but it's like you need to do it because something's been revealed to you that like, oh, well, this is toxic. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Or, oh, this person's shown their true colors. Whoop, kick them to the curb. We don't need that energy in our lives, right? Like I experienced a lot of that at the beginning of Gemini season. I couldn't believe it. Like I couldn't believe it. But see, I'm not going to talk about that because no, only the people closest to me know that this stock not going on a podcast because we're sharing empowering information. We're not gossiping on a podcast. You see? See the self-awareness? I I'm Okay, I'm, like, kind of joking. But, like, seriously, I call it the – um. it's what my astrology teacher calls the observer. So, like, I can hear myself wanting to be, like, don't interact with this person in this business because they will kind of F you over in a way, right? But I'm not going to name any names because <laughs> that's just not how I'm going to use my Gemini energy. I refuse, right? But it, the lesson is – um everything in writing, signatures, and don't let people take advantage of you. And if you feel like they're trying to, you use your voice and you step up and you confront them. End of end of story. Even if it feels energetically uncomfortable, like don't let people take advantage of you. And Pisces, like 12th house energy can be really, really nice and empathetic, F that. Don't, some people don't deserve your empathy end of story. Um, this all happened to me like in eclipse season two. And I was just like, yep, yep. Let the, let the situation, this learning experience. But I did learn that cause I, I love teaching meditation in person. I can't teach meditation online. I think it's so weird, but I love teaching meditation in person. Everyone leaves so like calm and it's just, I love it. And I feel calm cause I feel like I've meditated with everybody, but I taught my first in-person astrology workshops this was this experience. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't teach astrology in person because I feel like I like teaching it online better. So it's like the opposite of meditation. And this information was revealed to me because it was almost like teaching astrology in person. It's a lot of information. Like you're probably learning a lot just from listening to this. I hope to God you're learning something. As a Gemini, I have to be like, hopefully you're getting something about your chart. Like, okay, I have a 12th house. Cool, I didn't even know there were 12 houses. Whatever the information you learned was, it's very like, okay. It's over. It can be overwhelming, right? So I feel like as I was teaching astrology in person, everyone's energy was like buzzing up, and I was like, I literally left, and my hand was like, literally, I could, I could feel the energy buzzing off both sides of my hand, and I was like, what have I done? I've just like taught an hour and a half of astrology, totally not like in depth, super basic covering, like just not even like a scratch, like a tiny little scratch on the surface, right? But everyone's left like buzzing because it's a lot of information. I'm like, they're not calm. And I'm like, I don't like this. I have to do it online and I have to make it like weeks because that's how I did it before. I've done a five week and eight week course and people leave buzzing, but they know that they're coming back. You know what I mean? But with the workshop, there's no second part to it, right? There's no coming back. So it was very enlightening for me to do that as well. But also learn that because of the buzzy energy, it's easier when you do something online, you just shut the computer and you move away, right? It's, yeah. So that is everything, I think, for this episode. Um, Connect with me on Instagram. Let me know when your 12th house season is. Or if you're confused, message me and I'll help you figure out what season you're going through. Like when the sun is going through your 12th house. But also know that these um, energies of the 12th house can be activated when other personal planets are going through. Or you're having big transits going through your 12th house. See you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the Don't Tell Me What to Do vibration, there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly you can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast which is new for exclusive episodes or you can purchase my book which has the exact same name as this podcast so with so much love and gratitude see you very very soon in the next episode